Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. Now, we are going to be talking about something that all of you absolutely 100% need to be drilled down and focused on, and guess what that is? It's not letting buyers, buyers who will never buy, waste your time. And forgive us if we're going to be very direct with all of you on today's show. The point being is that there is no such thing, and remove from your language, remove from your mind that buyers are liars, because buyers aren't liars. Agents just don't know how to decipher to figure out to pre-qualify a real buyer from someone who's just an elaborate looker. So what we're going to be doing on today's show is we're going to be really drilling down with you and please pay attention to what we're going to say. I'm going to warn you at the end of today's podcast, most likely you're going to have fewer air quotes here, buyers that you're going to be giving your time to because you're going to realize that they're just elaborate lookers. That's right. So our premise, are you finding it challenging to determine which of your buyer leads will actually buy? Because here are the facts. You guys know this. You're out there every day. Fact number one, there are more buyers in today's market than there are listings to sell them. And even when your buyers are both motivated and qualified, you have no guarantee that you'll actually win if they're in a bidding war. Thus, you are left with a potential time management disaster. How do you know which of your buyers will actually turn into closed transactions? Should you spend your time hunting off-market listings for them? Well, there's only two answers to those questions. And then we're going to talk about pre-qualifying. So how do you know who to deal with? Well, number one, recognize that, you guessed it, no buyer actually ever has to buy. Until you are a powerful listing agent controlling the inventory, you will continue to have little control over your income. Working with buyers is physical labor. Working with listings is mental labor. The listing agent always wins. That is simply a fact. You know, it's so funny as you were reading that point. Uh, I always have these visualizations of you and I in front of big rooms of agents. And when we tell them things like that, watching their facial expressions, there's probably about, I don't know, 10 or 15 things that you and I say that's unique to what we, you know, us and what mm -hmm. we say and how we say it. Sure. You know, and that's one of them. And they, again, so it's worth repeating. There's no such thing, dear listener, as a buyer that has to buy. There never will be. And buyers are the ones ultimately that take all of your life energy, all of your time. You guys feeling like you're burning the candle at both ends? It's probably because you're working with buyers that won't buy. And again, Julie's first point there, first rule, thought, was no buyer has to buy because they can always rent. They can always stay put. They can always decide to keep their home. They can always decide to, you know, wait for pigs to fly. Yeah. And, and that's really the reason that we always will focus you guys on becoming powerful listing agents. If you want to know where your leverage comes in, if you're, where your control of time comes in, and frankly, where your cash flow comes in, it's not on the buyer side. And I just feel so sorry for you. I 100% feel sorry for so many of you who've only been in the business during the time where it's become normalized to buy buyer leads because not only are you working with people that could frankly change their mind instantaneously, but you're paying these jugundous referral fees for these yes. buyers. It is an exercise in futility. I actually read today, Julie, that it has become normal for agents to get into the real estate business. Like this is being told to you guys. Mm -hmm. This is such utter crap, but this is what's being told to you. That when you get into the business, you're supposed to basically spend money buying buyer leads and uh, you know, essentially spending money for experience. And that's 
even if it forgoes you actually making any profit. I have read and wow. I'm starting to see people say that not you're supposed to get into real estate. I'm going to say it in a slightly different way. Spend a whole crap ton of money buying buyer leads and that's how you get your experience. What a load of crap. Because guys, there's so, and Julie and I did a series just last week on, we didn't get to all of them, but there's over 30 different ways to generate free listing leads. You take one listing, you're going to have to beat the buyers off with a stick. And no, I do not mean that literally. You know, you do not beat buyers to stick. Stop typing like the crazy cat at the keyboard. That's right. Of course, some buyers you might want to beat with a stick. It could be after a while, after you've shown them 50 houses and they don't buy, right? We certainly had some buyers when we were selling real estate that they could have used a good stick beating. (laughs) Exactly. Well, you know, what's interesting about buyers is there are buyers who are really, really motivated, but not actually qualified. And there are buyers who are super qualified, but not motivated. So you've got to learn to navigate that. Let's close that loop just in case someone's hearing us for the first time. So why is it there's no such thing as a buyer that has to buy it? Because they can always keep their present situation into the future. Mm -hmm. Why are there sellers that have to sell? Why is it that the sellers, the listings are always where the money, always where the leverage, always where the power, always where the profit is? Julie, why are, give me some examples of sellers that absolutely positively have to sell. Okay. In other words, something bad will happen if they don't. For example, you have probate, that would be death. You have divorce. There's a divorce decree. You're going to sell the house and split the proceeds. You have relocation. You want your job in Miami and you live in Atlanta. Well, you're going to have to sell your house and you're going to buy one in Miami. Uh, let's see. You have now. Those are the top ones. I would you have, say you have financial issues and those can't fall, make the payment. Can't right. You have financial issues and those fall into a big. Uh, you know, you have people that are, for example, another financial issue which you're going to see a lot of because there's a lot of new construction that's going to be closing in third and fourth quarter. Uh, a lot of people that can't afford to own two homes at once need mm-hmm. the equity from the present home to buy the next one. You guys get the point here, right? There are millions of really drilled down reasons why a seller absolutely positively has to sell. And doesn't have to qualify to do it. Exactly. Whereas on a buyer, they change their minds all the time. They will 100% take themselves out of the market. So you could have this list of buyers. Now, there are still some great buyers, right? And we're going to be talking about, you know, you helping, uh, you learning really to figure out which one of those buyers are. And as I warned you at the top of today's podcast, the output of this is going to be that you're going to have fewer buyers to work with. Good. Because that means you're going to have more time to focus on listings. That's right. So our first point was recognize that no buyer ever has to actually buy. Point number two, meanwhile, until you have your magic number of listings, that's the number of active listings you must have at all times to meet or exceed your monthly financial goals, you have to pre-qualify all of your buyers using our buyer pre-qualification script. The buyer pre-qual script is simply a conversational outline using questions to find out the following from your buyer prospects. Now, we're not going to do all of the scripts and all of the questions, but we're going to expose them to the fact that there is indeed a buyer prequal script that will save them a lot of these woes. Not just a buyer prequal script, guys, but there's a buyer presentation. There's an actual presentation that you're supposed to use when meeting buyers for the first time that's similar to a listing presentation in concept where you're going to show them exactly what you do, explain to them who, you know, working with builders, working for sale by owners, how you're going to go about working with, you know, defining them a home. You're going to explain to them about a lender. You're going to explain to them about pre-qualifying versus pre-approval. You're going to go through the whole litany of questions that come up. And the uh, end result is just as if you were presenting to a seller for, for the sake of getting the listing, you're presenting to the buyer for the sake of getting the actual buyer's agency contract signed, where they are going to be working exclusively with you. If they will not work exclusively with you, dear listener, I will suggest that you not work with them. If you do, Julie, 
threatened me if I start getting into scripts and I won't do it. She literally threatened me prior well, to the good We're going to do scripts light on okay. these points. Uh, but if they will, you can show them, uh, you can take them out once so that uh, they can decide whether or not, frankly, they want to work with you and you want to work with them. Sure. But after that, trip number two, uh, you have to have a buyer's agency contract signed. You have to have an exclusive contract signed with them. And if they won't sign it, what does that tell you? It tells you that they weren't that serious. Would you work? Could you work with a seller to list their house if you didn't have a listing contract? Or they're signed? working with somebody else and exactly. they're just using you to get in the door. It, that could be right. Or they're, it, you know, what Julie just said. So look, guys, you have to be rigid. You have to have high standards when working with buyers. Stop wasting your time. Stop giving away all your money on referral fees. And Julie's giving the stink eye because she wants to get <laughs> point number two. That's right. Actually, we're, we're going to get into some light scripting. This is a sample of some of the questions from the buyer questionnaire. And all of these are designed to help you determine who should you be spending your time with, who is serious and who isn't. So point number one, here's the, the script and then we'll explain a little bit. Quote, this is you speaking. I assume because you're calling me or emailing me or texting me directly, you're not already working with another agent. Well, this question happens early in the script so that you can skip the rest of it if they're already committed to another realtor. Don't you want to know that? I'm sure, listeners, that many, many, many of you have been showing property and then, oh my gosh, you find out they're actually working with somebody else or they're working with somebody else in a different part of town or their best friend is an agent and they promised them something and they're going to backtrack. So I assume because you're calling me directly, you're not already working with another agent? Right. And again, these are all taken uh, mostly in order of our pre-qualification script. Uh, and when Julie and I had our real estate team, when we sold real estate, and the, frankly, hundreds of thousands of coaching calls we've done teaching agents how to pre-qualify at a high level, you use a script. You And a script is nothing other than a conversational outline, which is a series of questions. That's all it is. It's not that fancy, guys. You can do this. And going through these questions, going through the script, you're going to decide whether that's a real buyer or not. And you will quickly figure out that 95% of the people that you think are great buyers, I've got a great buyer, I'm going to put in my CRM, I'm going to drip on them. And, oh, I have to sign the referral agreement so I can get 40%. You're going to quickly figure out that these people are just time wasters. And you get that time back. And then you can go and start looking for, uh, frankly, people that will transact with you. If you're worried about, uh, if your subconscious psychology behind not asking uh, tough questions and pre-qualifying them at the highest level is because you know at the end of the day, you're going to have to, you know, Break up with some of them. And lead generate at a higher level. Well, that is one of the biggest learning lessons you can have in real estate. If you waste your time with time wasters, you're never going to help anybody at the end of the day. They're going to, by the way, blame you for never having bought a house. Mm -hmm. But then you're also going to get your time back so you can actually go out there and transact and help people that want to be helped and get paid. Isn't that the reason you got into real estate? And by the way, if you want the real drill down from all of this, join Premier Coaching. It doesn't cost you anything. All the scripts, all the presentations, everything you want is at premiercoaching.com or obviously you can scroll down in the show description whether you're watching us on YouTube or whether you're listening to us on any of the podcast listening widgets. Scroll down, click on that or just go to premiercoaching.com. It's there waiting for you. And yes, that you can join Premier Coaching right now for free um, for you know a trial time and then that does include a daily semi-private coaching call with one of our Harris certified coaches. So if you're really serious about your real estate, look, don't join Premier Coaching if you're not serious about your real estate business. Nope. It's, you're wasting your time. 
do join Premier Coaching if you want to actually become a professional real estate person, not just for the season, not just for spring and summer, but for a career. That's what we focus on. And everything that we're going to do is going to focus you in. Not a lot. We don't do a lot of fluff. We don't do a lot of mindset. We don't do any woo-woo. There's not any conversations about your big why. What we know is all the mindset stuff comes after you've actually seen yourself, felt yourself, experienced yourself, being in action, helping people. That's where your powerful mindset comes from. The mindset comes after the action. We're all about the action. Your action now is to join Premier Coaching. Pre-qualification question number two, what price has your lender told you not to go above? Now, this question covers all of the bases with regard to finding out about their financing. When you ask this question, they'll tell you if they're all cash. They'll tell you that they haven't got a lender yet. They'll tell you that they're pre-approved and what price not to go over. Instead of asking all of those individual questions like, Tim, do you have a lender? Do you like your lender? Do you like your lender program? Are you all cash or aren't you all cash? Instead of asking all those individual questions where oftentimes if you even ask them, you're going to lose the listener, the script, what price has your lender told you not to go above, gets straight to the answer. I love one-sentence scripts that cover all of your bases. Well, because a lot of times agents will ask questions that are indirect because they're fearful of running the buyer off. What, you know, I don't want to insult the buyer. I don't want to seem too salesy. I don't want to seem too pushy. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. What you really don't want to do is you don't want to expose yourself for not having sales skills and knowing how to ask questions. The buyer and sellers expect you to ask them tough questions. If you're wondering why you don't actually have more clients, it's because the clients that are actually the great ones Uh, the ones that are actually going to transact, they're working with the agents that had the skill sets to ask the direct questions and help them solve the problem, which is wanting to buy or sell a house. Do you guys get it? You're problem solvers. Anybody who's successful at anything, at the end of the day, it's because they're successful because they're solving other people's problems. Solving other people's problems comes on the other side of knowing what problems to solve. That's about using scripts. And it is professional, right? Imagine if you went into a doctor and they didn't pre-qualify you for what ailed you, right? I mean, I treat sore throats all day long, so I'm just going to give you whatever, you know, I've got on hand because, you know, I'm a sore throat person. And yet you came in with an ear infection, right? I would be a pretty crappy doctor. You expect to be treated professionally by professionals. Julie's point, hopefully it's not getting by you guys, is that when you are professional, asking professional questions... And they feel them, and they, they hear your questions, and then they answer your questions. That's how you win them over as clients because you've differentiated yourself in the marketplace because they see you're acting like they already know a professional acts. You are acting different than all the other agents I talk to. You're not spending all your time making TikTok videos. You're actually pre-qualifying me, asking tough questions, similar to when I've worked with other high-level sales professionals. That in itself differentiates you. Guys get it? Some of you don't. Hopefully most of you do. That's right. Let me just finalize this point. What what prices your lender told you not to go above? This also has another trap in it. You guys who are afraid to ask that question, seemingly some of you are not afraid to go ahead and show houses that are not really in their price range, and then they lose because they can't compete to overbid, to pay more than appraisal, to close the appraisal gap. If you know what price the lender says you can't go above, then you show them something less than that so that they can make it up on the top, right? That could be a big mistake. 
All right, point number three, or question number three, which home in the neighborhood do you plan on selling? Now, this helps you determine if they are also a listing lead. Note, many agents never ask this question when they get buyer leads. Don't make this mistake. Many buyer leads are listing leads in disguise. And in fact, I know that some of you don't even call your buyer leads back from your sign calls, from your marketing, because you figure you're already up to your eyeballs in buyer leads. Well, I can't handle anymore. And yet, if you just ask which home in the neighborhood do you plan on selling, you find out they're actually a listing lead and you do want to work with them. This is especially powerful when you take a new listing, which all of you will when you join Premier Coaching, and the first calls you get off of your sign, which you're definitely going to know how to hot rod, so you're getting lots of uh, calls off your sign, greatest marketing thing ever created for real estate agents is the for sale sign. And the first calls, like I said, you're going to get are the, the neighbors. And the, one of the first questions you're going to ask, it's actually the third question in our script. And Julie will kick me if I give mm. you the whole script because she wants to get through our next points. Um, is, by the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? When you ask a question, by the way, which house in your neighborhood are you thinking about selling? And you ask that when you are initially conversing with them, opposed to what many of you do, which is get around to asking it maybe the second, third, fourth, hopefully time you talk to them. They're, at that point, they've already disqualified you because they've already listed the house with somebody else because, after all, you did not ask a more direct question. Whereas if you were to ask that question at the top, uh, you know, by the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? On all these questions are Tim and Julie copywritten questions. You're not going to find these other places. These are our exclusive scripts. We don't give these away for free. That's the reason you can't find our scripts online for free. I know a lot of you Google for that because nice I can tell. Try. Yeah, well, it's, we're not going to give them away for free because this is our content. And if, uh, these, if these scripts are incredibly powerful and they're worth something, thus they're not free. Does that make sense? We're exposing you to the difference between lightweight, ineffective scripts and, frankly, what really you know, works to get the job done. So when you ask us, uh, the buyer, hi, I'm calling about 123 Elm Street. Don't worry, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm calling about 123 Elm Street. Oh, that's a great home. Everyone's calling about that one. Let me check to make sure it's still available. By the way, which house in the neighborhood are you thinking about selling? You will find out that 50%, if not more, of the people calling about buying a house are actually home sellers who are just checking to see what the price is on that new listing. Hopefully, you heard what I said. That's right. Okay. Script question number four, paint me a picture. Ideally, what are you looking for in your next home? Now, the point of this question is that the more you can drill down on the prospect's needs, the faster you can actually find what they want. This is critical, especially now with low inventory. We didn't use this so much in the previous version of the script. This is really important in today's market because you may have to proactively find off-market homes for the prospect if what they desire simply isn't in the MLS. Refer to previous podcasts about how to find off-market inventory, okay? So for example, if you are working with buyers and they are, maybe they're older and they only want one floor, they wanna have no steps going into the house, and they want to have a nice backyard. Okay, well, maybe there's only four houses in the neighborhood that they desire, that they would consider. If you don't know that, you might spend all day door knocking the entire neighborhood instead of hitting those four doors and then making a match. But even more so, Jules, if someone says, I want five acres, we use this as an example a lot. Sure. I mean, Julie and I sold real estate in central Ohio, and we'd hear this a lot. I want an acreage. I want one All acre half acre. And we'd be like, oh, it, we quickly learned that basically what people were looking for, none of it really existed unless they were going to go clear out in the boondocks. So we'd ask the question. So I appreciate that, Mr. Seller, that you're looking for something, you know, that has privacy, that has acreage. But let me ask you a question. If I were to find a home for you with a, a lot that's a, you know, a backyard that's normal size, so you wouldn't have to spend all your nights and weekends mowing grass, unless, of course, you want that to be your new hobby. But it was private. So you didn't feel like you were, you know, backing up to your neighbors and you could, you know, 
you could be in your backyard and feel like you were by yourself. Would that be something that would, in your mind, be you know what you're looking for? And like 99.9% of the time, they'd say yes. So they didn't really want an acre, two acres, five acres. They just wanted a private backyard. Right. Had you not asked that question, listener, you're not you're going to end up finding looking for stuff that doesn't exist. And guess what they're going to end up buying? Something in a subdivision with a third acre lot or even less, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that it backed up to a tree line. It was Beso- a cul-de-sac. So, you know, they've got their privacy, right? Right. Okay, so paint me a picture. Ideally, what are you looking for in your next home? Now, in coaching, we drill down on this a lot. We show you during your buyer presentation, especially if you have two people in front of you and he wants something, she wants something, how to have them write it down. What's a deal maker? What's a deal killer? There's a lot more to this, but it's all about drilling down on what they actually want. Okay, point number five, because of point number four, when I find you a home that has A, B, C, and D, their stated needs and price range, you know from the previous scripted question, the home you're looking for that checks all the boxes on a scale of one to 10, where would you rate your desire to write it an offer on let, it? Let me reframe that. So I'm going to, this is the buyer, right? This is during pre-qualifying, guys. This is not after you've worked them 10 times. All right, so Julie, what I'm hearing you tell me yes. is you're looking for a one-story house mm-hmm. and you're looking for something that's an ABC subdivision yep. that doesn't need a lot of work. Nope, not going to rehab. That's Exactly. That's got a private backyard, that's got a two-car garage, mm-hmm. um, and ideally on a cul-de-sac. Yes. So if I find that house for you, it checks all the boxes. This is what you're looking for. Yes. You know, let's just say on a scale of 1 to 10, this is a 9 out of 10 because I've never seen a 10 out of 10 house, right? Right. Um, on a... Uh, Please tell me on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being heck to the yes, I would buy the house immediately without a, a millisecond of delay. And, and one obviously being you wouldn't want to buy it. Where would you rate your motivation to buy uh, that Probably house? a nine, probably uh, an eight or a nine. Nine, eight or nine. Congratulations. So what exactly, Julie, would it take to get you to a 10? You got to accomplish all of that and keep it under 500,000. Okay. So here's what you'll discover. When you ask the question, like I just phrased it, and then you ask the other question, what, by the way, the lot of times say is they'll say seven out of 10. Then you say, congratulations, 7 out of 10, that's fantastic. By the way, what would, or not skip the by the way, what would it take to get you to a 10? And then they're going to say, well, I need to make sure that I've sell my other property. Oh, you have a house to sell, right? I forgot or, to ask. I forgot, right. Well, I have to make sure I get my pay raise or I'm wanting to clear up something in my credit. My loan isn't done yet. It, you guys get the point? Ask the damn questions. That way you know how to prioritize who you're going to work with. Or you might have somebody that says 5 out of 10. What would it take to get you at a 10 out of 10? And then they give you some absolutely, you know, unconceivable uh, obstacle to overcome. And then you need to hit the eject button on that buyer because that is not is not a buyer. It is a looker. And I'm, I'm going to share something with you guys. There are buyers that will show up every single spring that are always looking for homes as a hobby. They're hobbyist mm-hmm. buyers. And if you start doing a lot of open houses in a community, you're going to start seeing those people. All they're doing is going from open house to open house. It's what they do on Sunday. They're looking for decorating ideas. Or, yeah, exactly. So you got to ask tough questions because then you'll realize that a lot of these people you guys are spending time with are never going to buy. Nothing in the world is going to make them a 10 out of 10 buyer. They're always going to be that 5 or 6 out of 10 buyer. You can do better. Work for someone. Look for someone that's going to be a 10 out of 10. That's right. So these are just five questions from our buyer prequalification script. And you can see how the answers that you get from your buyer prospects should be helping you to determine who to spend your time with. Remember the top of our call, this is all about who to spend your time with and who may be a prospect in the future or possibly not even a lead at all. 
So how do you get the rest of the script? How do you drill down even more? There is more to it. There is an art to this. I know some of you guys are still recovering from the fact that we said to you there's a buyer presentation. Yes, <laughs> buyer presentation. Why do you not present to your buyers and expect them to do what you want them to do? I've never understood that. You take a listing presentation, you would never work with a listing that was also listed with somebody else, right? You do understand. You're just being nice. It's yeah. because most agents that are attracted to working with buyers, it's like you said at the top, it's because it's mostly a lower skilled social activity. It's physical labor opposed to mental labor. And because they have avoided, or maybe no one's told them, that they actually have to treat buyers as if they were working with sellers and have to have a, a professional sales approach. You can work with buyers and not have a professional sales approach and get away with it, but not for much longer, dear listener, because what you're going to be experiencing is what we've been talking about on this podcast for the last four years. It is very possible in the foreseeable future, let's say at 24 months or less, that the buyer's agent commission is no longer going to be an entitlement to the real estate transaction. Right now, you go to the MLS, you look to see what the co-op commission is. It's 2.5%, 3%, whatever the heck it is. And you know you show that house, you sell that house to your buyer, you're going to get paid that amount. Boom, bang, boom, done, right? In the future, not going to be there. The seller is going to be willing to pay a buyer's agent commission, but you're going to have to ask for the commission in the transaction, which no, you don't need to do. And additionally, you're going to have to explain to the buyer why they're paying you a commission. You need to learn to be professional with working with buyers and get buyer's agency contracts signed. Julie and I originally created our buyer's agent presentation and everything we talked to you guys about you know, a long time ago when we had seven buyer's agents and what, what the way we did it is you do not work with buyers unless you have a buyer's agency contract signed and you have a buyer net sheet signed. That, those are the minimum standards. So if you had a buyer that wouldn't agree to both of those things, that wasn't a real buyer, move on. And once you got in the flow, our buyer's agents got in the flow of doing the presentation and, you know, getting the uh, form signed at the end, they just did it without blanking. It just became normal. Of course, normal. I got the buyer agency contract signed. Well, normal in the same sense, again, back to when you go to the doctor, it is normal for the receptionist to meet you with a clipboard full of questions, isn't it? They're gathering your insurance. They're getting your driver's license number. They're getting a backup credit card number on you in case that you blow your next appointment. That is normal. You're not weird about that. Even when you go to get your haircut, sometimes they do this. Right. So it's, it's a matter of... Ending the fear of the unknown, because some of them listening didn't know there was such a thing as a buyer presentation, much less buyer pre-qualification scripts or anything else. And then getting into the habit of doing it, repetition will give you confidence. But, you know, here's the rule. If you're not willing to use a buyer pre-qualification script in a buyer presentation, then you are no longer allowed to say things like buyers are liars. You That's can't right. have it both ways. And by the way, I just this occurred to me. Yes. Agent state agency form is different than a buyer agency contract. Correct. A buyer agency contract is similar to a listing contract where the buyer is agreeing to work exclusively with you for the duration of whatever the contract is. You guys get it? And if you had right now five or ten exclusive buyer agency contracts signed, um, and you'd use all our pre-qualification scripts, that's about as best as you're going to get when it comes to working with buyers. Then you've got something. Then you've actually yes. done something. Then you're running your business professionally and you're respecting your time. You guys get it? Well, they'll respect you a heck of a lot more too. And the, those that won't do it are those that are waffling about it. You don't feel like you're failing. Don't feel like, well, they must not have liked me. No, they just were time wasters. They are doing you a favor by not agreeing to sign the buyer agency contract. They're doing you a favor. They pre-qualified themselves as being not serious. Good. Bye-bye. God bless you. Yeah. Does a doctor take a patient in that refuses to fill out the clipboard? No. Can you imagine? No. 
No, that's not normal. Even a dentist. Okay. So sign up for Premier Coaching today to get the full script as well as the seller. That's the listing pre-qualification script, pre-listing package, listing presentation, and yes, the buyer presentation, which does result in a signed buyer representation agreement. Just go to premiercoaching.com or scroll down the show description for the podcast, the YouTube video, and just basically sign up. The link is right there. You guys can sign up immediately for premiercoaching.com. And yes, that does give you access, immediate access to all of level one and a daily semi-private coaching call. That is your go-to information if you're serious about your business. You know it's true. By the way, thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States between our YouTube and our all of our podcast downloads and listens. Literally tens of thousands of you are uh, you know consuming this content every single day. Thank you for that. Thank you for keeping us the number one listen to daily podcast uh, for real estate professionals in at least the United States. We will talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.